This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Thursday. Tons to get to in the show. Lightning bets coming up next hour. We will have a nickel or dime. Right now, though, we're going to go out to the uh, the guest line here. Join us on the Roman guest line. is Ian McDonald at CRG Futures on Twitter. He's a sports better who specializes in futures bets. Ian, welcome to the show here. And before we dive into you know, some bets you have out there and, and thoughts you have on the futures market, I'm, I'm curious, how did this start for you? How did futures become kind of your thing, your niche? We always talk about kind of finding your niche as a sports better on this show. Um, was it just kind of you had it, you hit a few and you realized that's kind of where you could hone in or, or was it something else? How did you get to realize futures were the avenue for you? I didn't have the uh, time to do a lot of the, uh, the daily work that a lot of guys do, uh, you know, when they're grinding over games, uh, you know, on a daily basis with their power rankings and such. So for me, it was easier to take a, you know, bigger picture look, you know, at the leagues and the players um, took less time and, uh, you know, obviously found a lot better prices out there. Um, so, you know, better chances to make some money. Uh, the drawback is that you're going to have some money locked up, you know, for, uh, several months at a time, uh, depending on what you're voting on. And that's, uh, you know, a lot of people may not like that. A lot of, uh, casual betters, but, uh, I hit a couple early on, uh, after sports betting was legalized in Illinois and, you know, thought that I could make something of this. And then, uh, last year I had a really good baseball season, uh, 2021. And that really set me on my way. It told me that, uh, that I could do this. So. I've uh, been doing it ever since, and uh, a lot of fun. It had some big hits, too, so it's been profitable. Nice. I, I feel the exact same way, but, you know, doing the content thing, it's you feel like you have to talk about the night's games, but I, I certainly prefer playing the market, buying low. If you want to sell, you can get out of stuff high. When the market's high on, on some teams or some specific players, if you go that road as well. Um, which sports do you specialize in? You mentioned that you did well in baseball. Um, but which sports do you think you have a, a stronger feel uh, for maybe some of the awards, divisions, f- all sorts of futures markets? And are there any specific sports books that you prefer that, that you, it seems like they have better numbers than the rest. And uh, at least the two of us are dealing with the same numbers here in Illinois. Right. The, uh, the major sports um, are the ones that I've been doing. Um, although, I had some success in baseball. Uh, I had a Salvador Perez to lead Major League Baseball in home runs last year, five hundred to one. You know that was a, that's a story. Um, and I also had Robbie Ray, uh, Joe. I know you saw his tickets because I saw in your bio that you had him at. Uh, you said I bet him at hundred to one. <laughs> I got and I got him two fifty to one last year. Oh, um, and, uh, is that the All Star break or before? Uh, yeah, uh, it actually yeah. was about the All Star break. It was early July. Uh, nice. Found some two fifty to ones out there, and then grabbed them again at two hundred to ones. So um, had him sprinkled in, and uh, you know, so that that baseball was uh, was good uh, for me last year. The one thing I did do this year was hockey, uh, the NHL. Um, I did some stuff a little bit different. I wanted to um, become more familiar with the advanced numbers in hockey. Um, I thought that that was a market that you know a lot of casual betters uh, may not hit. What I found once I started doing that was, you know, I did my research before the season started. Season goes, uh, everybody's so wrapped up in football, and then baseball playoffs were going on and NBAs didn't start it, that there were a lot of stale numbers available in hockey. Um, Apps in Illinois seem to be slow to move on um, both player awards and some team futures. So 
um, through the course of the season. And normally I wouldn't do this, but I've managed to get some numbers that I thought were pretty good on some teams to win either the Western Conference mainly or to win the Stanley Cup. And I'm not the type that is going to buy a future on, you know, a lot of different teams and a lot of different players. I like to see if I can find an advantage and then really lock into those. But some of the numbers that I found, and they were at all different apps uh, in Illinois. Um, I had used a lot of Caesars, William Hill last year, but this year they're not offering futures um, in uh, hockey and basketball. So I haven't used them at all, but I found those numbers everywhere. Um, so I've got, uh, I've got some good numbers on um, probably six of the current playoff teams. I don't have anything on the Avalanche. And I don't have anything on the Golden Knights. But uh, the other six, I've got good numbers at, real good numbers at. So uh, hopefully if the seeding stays the way it is right now, um, I'm going to have a chance to really hopefully make some money uh, when the playoffs start. Ian, before we get to some of the tickets you out, have out there right now for the rest of these uh, these seasons and these futures you're on, um, we thought like, we were kind of diving in last year and talking about how there's a lot of value on in-season futures, mm -hmm. right? How the market moves and then someone might drop down or kind of come out of nowhere. If you could grab it for anyone yep. else, have you found success there? It's because, you know, before a season starts, like whenever baseball agrees, people will jump on MVPs, Cy Youngs. But mm -hmm. Joe and, and I imagine you both hit Robbie Ray somewhere in the middle of the season when he was down. Uh, we Bryce Harper, 30 to one last year in August before he went on a real crazy run to win the MVP. Uh, do you do that too? Do you jump on in-season futures? Yes, uh, that's where almost um, all of the futures that I do on players uh, is done because of the ebbs and flows of the season. Uh, you talked about Bryce Harper being 30 to one. I saw him at 80 to one uh, at a point late in the season. Also, I had a ticket on Max Scherzer right around the trade deadline before he got traded. There was a small window of time before he got traded from the nationals to the Dodgers when that trade was rumored and FanDuel had a hundred to one on him to win the Cy Young. And so I grabbed it because you know that if he goes to the Dodgers, he's going to be pitching in big games. And then you saw when he did get traded, I thought he was the I thought he was the leader, maybe second. He and Burns were neck and neck. He had the two bad starts right at the end of the year. But I thought that hundred to one ticket was live uh, on him. I couldn't believe that I was able to find that before he the, the trade actually happened. Um, so those were a couple I got. I got Salvador Perez at five hundred to one to win the home run. That was in early August. Uh, if you guys remember his season last year, he was having a real nice year. In early August, he homered in back-to-back -back games, and I looked and I found on Caesars William Hill at 500 to one. I said, "Boy, that's a bad number." I think I said, "We'll take a chance here and grab it," and I did. And you know how it is—you you, you think you found a steal on a guy, and it never fails. The next couple of days, he goes out and pulls a hamstring or strains a groin or something, and you know that's, right. you might as well burn your money. Perez hit seven home runs in the next five games after I bought that future, and so I'm thinking to myself, "We got something here." Uh, and so I, I got back in on him at 40 to one. And uh, he was, I think, two back at that point. They were slow to move on him. So I had some good tickets on there. So that was another one uh, where I got in. This year, I've got um, DeMar DeRozan early in the season at 500 to one to win the NBA MVP. And I got uh, Jaron Jackson um, as a good story, too, at 490 to one to win Defensive Player of the Year. He was on, uh, yeah, I was watching games in early January. Uh, when Memphis was making that run without John Morant. And he had a stretch, I think it was like maybe five games in early January. Four of those, he blocked five or more shots. And I'm watching, he's thinking, I haven't seen him for Defensive Player of the Year. And I know there's more than the counting stats that go into it. So I did a little check-in, and I sent a message to a, a guy that I know uh, that works at Visa and who's big in the numbers. Jonathan Von Tobel does a lot of the NBA stuff. And he got back to me, and he said, you know, I was just looking him up myself. And so we swapped a few messages, and then sure enough, there's kind of a movement born because his advanced numbers were great 
And that's what I was curious about. You know, per 100 possession numbers, defensively, they were 10 points better with him on the floor than they than with him off the floor. So it really seemed like a good bet. So I, I grabbed him at 490 to 1, small play. I went back to put more on it. It was gone. I was able to get him about 300 to 1 on DraftKings uh, and got down there for a, for a full unit. Um, and then I sprinkled in a little more here and there. So, you know, if, if Jaron Jackson wins Defensive Player of the Year, I think I'll retire. So you guys don't hear from me. I'm in an island somewhere in the ocean. Uh, very good. So do you have specific rules when making preseason futures bets? Is, is it only long shots? Because a lot of these great stories that you're sharing is there, there are so many people that just make their futures bets before the season starts, and then they hold them in their back pocket, then they don't check. But the real value is, is following it all season long. I tried. To, I don't have any real rules. I just try to make sure that I do enough research uh, on. I almost say everybody, but I try to I try to isolate a few guys. For example, this past year in, in football in NFL, the only two preseason plays I made and they weren't great numbers, but it was Josh Allen and Tom Brady to be MVP. And uh, you know they hung around uh, almost the whole way. Brady was there to like week seventeen. Um, obviously, ended up not winning it, but uh, those were two guys that I liked. You know, before the season started, for you know different reasons. Um, then I will look down, uh, you know, the, the the list for some longer shots. And what I look for then is uh, maybe somebody that finished the previous year strong. You know, his last uh, quarter of the season, he did, uh, you know, whatever. If baseball, he hit 320 and, you know, whatever. Um, you know, so I tried to, I tried to see if we'll pick up where they left off last year. Um, Josh Allen, I read a great article before last year on him about who he worked with in the offseason to – uh, overhaul his footwork, his techniques, uh, everything. And he came out last year and killed it and uh, had a ticket on him at a good number too. So, you know, just trying to find some articles on guys to see what they did in the off season, um, you know, see if they were able to change some things up that maybe uh, is going to allow them to, uh, you know, emerge in a race. Um, so I, I don't have any hard and fast rules, but I do have a few things that I like to, that I like to do before a season. So then I've missed on some numbers, you know, on guys because of that. But um, like I said, it's worked pretty well so far for me. We're talking to Ian McDonald, CRG Futures, specializing in uh, future bets here. All right, College Hoops, Ian's coming down the stretch. Conference Futures right down to the wire here. Uh, take us through some you have, any, any college bets uh, you've made or you think might be worth jumping on now. I've got a couple that I made um, a while back that uh, are right in the mix. Uh, one of them is in the Mountain West Conference which has been really competitive this year. Colorado State was a preseason favorite. San Diego State was right there. Uh, I took Wyoming a couple of games into the conference season, 18-1. to 1. They had a great uh, preseason uh, schedule. I think they lost to Arizona. Uh, they got beat soundly. And I think they had a two, maybe two, three-point loss to Stanford was it. And so I took a look at them. Um, their coach out there, his name slips my mind, but he's in the second year out there. Um, and I, I – Liked what I read, liked what I saw in the preseason. I thought at 18-1, they were worth it. They are right there in the mix right now with Boise. Um, I also took Dayton. Uh, you guys probably remember, um, I want to say it was November when they beat Kansas uh, uh, in one of those preseason tournaments. Um, I got Dayton right after that in the Atlantic 10, which is always a competitive league at the top. Um, they were 18-1 to also, um, and they're a game back of uh, Davidson right now. So, you know, I've got a shot with those two. Um I don't know uh, the Davidson plays um, Dayton here coming up towards the end of the season. So that'll be a big game for them. And I know that Wyoming's got a big game against San Diego state coming up. So if I can get past those hurdles, I think I got a shot to, to cash both of those bets, you know, so we'll see um, from a, from a 
NCAA tournament standpoint, I don't do, and this is, I'm probably a little different than most people. I will uh, bet a team to make the final four instead of taking them to win it all because, uh, you know, obviously if a team makes it to the final four, you know, the teams are so balanced uh, that anything can happen. I'd rather see a team get to the final four. And yes, you're, you know, not paying, uh, you're not going to get as good a return, but they only have to win four games as opposed to six. Uh, and the last two would have been their toughest ones. I like Texas Tech this year to potentially make a final four. They're 30 to one right now, uh, last I looked, um, to win it all. But uh, to get to the final four, they're about uh, six to one, seven to one right in there. They made it a couple of years ago. Mark Adams was on that staff. I followed that team closely, had a personal connection to them. So that's the team that I'm looking at right now. They defend you uh, in the half court. That always travels. Um, so if you want to get, I, I also really trust Kentucky. I like this Kentucky team. I don't think that they're as talented as they have been in years past with all the young kids, but he's got a veteran group. And it seems like this team is mentally tougher, I think, than some of the teams that Cal's had through the years. Um, they've gone on the road and won some tough games in a competitive SEC. Uh, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this year's Kentucky team being able to make it if they're healthy. Ty Ty, Washington's got to be healthy, I think, for them to, to be able to win it all. But uh, that's another team I like. So, I, you know, if you want a couple teams to look at, I would say Texas Tech is one. And uh, Kentucky is another one um, that I'm looking at that I've got some futures on. Ian, the question I, I get the most, and it's always so tough to answer because every better is different. What, what is a lot of money to some, what is life-changing to some is, uh, is different for everyone. Uh, what is your position on hedging? And how often do you do it? What kind of situation do you need? Or are you, are you just flat out against it and you think in the end it's probably going to end up being about the same? I knew a little bit about betting um, for years. And when it became legal, obviously, in Illinois a few years ago, then, you know, you learn a lot more and whatever. I cannot believe how the topic of hedging is so – you're either at one end or the other. I mean, there is no yeah. – people have some strong feelings on that. And it, it's uh, – I was really surprised to find that out. I am a fan of hedging. I will do it um, whenever I can um, because I am, I am a fan of locking in a profit you know, whenever possible. And uh, um, it's one, one of the things I always say when it comes to hedging is I would rather not win than lose a bet. And by not winning, I mean, I'm on one side, I'm going to hedge on the other. And if they cancel out or I, or I win some, you know, some uh, you know, pocket change, so be it. But um, I would rather do that than have a bet and, and be stubborn about it and then lose. So uh, I don't, I'll do it when I can, when it's, when it's smart, when it's prudent to do, I will do it. But um you know, if I have a long shot that's, uh, you know, maybe a couple games from winning an NCAA title or makes the semifinals of, uh, you know, the Stanley Cup or you know, something like that, um, and I get a chance to go on the other side, then, yes, I, I definitely will do it. I don't do it early, and I don't do it, um, you know, every time. But, uh, yeah, if I can if I can lock in a profit, I'm going to do it. I mean, I got a – CRG stands for uh, my daughter's initials, and uh, so she's one. So I've got – you know, I got a mouth to feed here, so I will take the profit <laughs> I might get it. Um, so yeah, I, I do do that and, uh, I, I'm a fan of it and I will tell casual betters to that. I think that they would prefer to see them make some money as opposed to losing a bet, even if it is a, a future that's, yep. you know, not for very much. So some money's better than no money. That, that's for sure. Yes. And we appreciate hopping on Ian, uh, McDonald on the Roman guest line, get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to getroman.com slash Beck. You'll now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. We'll dive into tonight's college hoop slate next on the BetQL Network. 
You're locked in to BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Gillio from BetQL.